Okay. So hopefully this time, no interruptions. We can record it and, and get it done. I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode three of Moving Over Mountains, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and direction for the dreams that you envision. I am especially excited about this week's episode for two reasons. Number one, we are having our first guest, Miss Larry Ann Aaron. She and I met almost 20 years ago through our daughters who were in the same fourth grade classroom. And our connection was solidified because we both share a love for all things written. Back in the day, we used to perform spoken word together, and we also worked on a couple of projects. So I am eager for this interview, not only because of our history, but because I believe we are all enriched by having multiple points of view. Her being on the show gives us that, so I am definitely looking forward to it. And number two, because this is the week that we plant those seeds in the ground that will blossom and manifest into our destiny. Amen. So let's do this. Tonight, we are taking those core values that we identified in episode one and combining them with the affirmations we created in episode two. Now, I have already taken this step, so I will use what I've done as a guide to how we get it done. The simple way for me to do was for me was to do this was applying the five W's. I started with who, and then there is, you know, who, what, when, where, and I. So let's go back to who, who. And when I say who, it's not who we're going to be serving. And it's definitely not about the money we'll make. It's about who I am as a person. So we have to ask ourselves that. As I have said from day one, I have a genuine love for humanity and I'm passionate about writing and I pride myself on acting with integrity. So those were the first three um, bones in my skeleton, so to speak. Now let's move on to the what, what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about social justice and helping people to help themselves. So I took those elements and I set them as my foundation because those terms define me over being a wife, a mother, daughter, sister, aunt, cousin, or a friend. So once I had that all written down, I felt inspired. So I thought maybe I want to start a blog for mothers who want to start their own business. So I took the idea to my honey and he suggested that I start a podcast and say it. So the seeds for moms or moving over mountains was planted. That was also the kick I needed to quit wasting my money on a domain and build a website from it. So, you know, because how do I create a podcast about building your business if I'm not building mine? You know, that's that's hypocrisy. So as far as the when and the where, I set a deadline that I will launch by March 31st and the where was social media and hosting platforms. As far as the why is concerned, that's the question we asked at the beginning that led us here in the first place. So once that was done and I started to build my website, I applied the same foundation to my company, you know, and I integrated my mission statement around those same values. So my mission statement is right. W-R-I-T-E. W, right with integrity. R, respect your vision. 
I, inspire you to imagine. T, tell your story. And E, educate and provide tools for success. My business is founded on my values. And when I set that mission statement, I found myself while building my website, pulling free resources and copying the links, you know, for us who may not know how to get the information on our own. And kudos to the producers, for lack of a better term, who put the information out there that I needed to obtain to put on my website because there is nothing more frustrating for me than when I try to pull a template as a sample to teach myself how to create a document and they want me to buy it before, to buy it before I can even see it. I mean, you know, I get everybody wants to make money, but I could care less if there was a big sample, you know, print watermarked on the document, just like when you bring proofs from pictures home, you know, from your kid's school, you know, it has proof on the side of it. So you can't go in and copy it based on that picture, but at least do that. Don't make the information unattainable, you know? So since that's a problem for me, that's what made me set my site different. And I have people who say, well, why do you provide free information? But that is my vision. That is a line with my personal values. So I say that to say this, we can't expect everyone to fully grasp our vision. You know, to paraphrase something Steve Harvey said, you know, your vision was given to you. So we have to be careful of naysayers. You know, a guy looked at my website last week and he said to me, I think you need to focus on one area. And, you know, I am, I'm focused on writing. You know, but I understand where he was coming from. He means one form of writing, you know, and his concern was that I will be pulled into too many directions, you know, so and I, I can appreciate where he was coming from, but I can also appreciate that he doesn't see where I'm headed. You know, does he think I'm planning to run an entire company by myself? You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head, but I didn't say that to him because he doesn't understand my vision, nor is it my place to try to make him. So I listen to what people say, but I take it with a grain of salt and I always, always consider the messenger. Now, if your messenger is my girl, Larry Ann, who suggested the word of di the word direction over whatever term I was initially going to use in my opening, you know, every time we come on the pot, then I suggest you heed her message because as I mentioned before, she is an amazing person. She is our guest for today. She is the founder and director of Black Women in Solidarity nonprofit organization. She is a published author. And I have to say again, she is an inspiration to me. And welcome. I am honored to have you as my very first guest. Thank you so much for having me. Hello to the moving over mountainers out there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Moving over mountainers. Let's bring that. So, Anne, please tell our audience who you are and maybe a little bit about what you're working on. I am Larry Ann Aaron. I am the founder of Black Women in Solidarity. It is a not-for-profit organization geared towards providing resources resources and advocacy for black women uh, along the lines of economic and political needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I'm working on right now is 
What's the Biz networking event for okay. women who are entrepreneurs or aspire to be entrepreneurs. So it's a, a great opportunity to network and um, get some value-added information from those who are already entrepreneurs for those in regards to those who seek to be entrepreneurs. It's a value-added opportunity to get in, information on how to go about taking yourself into a state of entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And and I think about, you know, what you're saying about your organization. Um, that's BeWiser.org for anyone who wants to look and up on the internet. But I, I just, I, I think about the love lap. What was it? Lavish Love and Leadership Conference that you threw under um, Black Women in Solidarity. And it was just amazing to me because you know, you had at least 50 vendors on one floor, you know, on the first floor. What What's the name of the place where you had it at, Ann? The Jovi Art Center. Okay, the Jovi Art Center, right. And, and, you know, I was just amazed because on the first floor you had vendors and women who you know, had their, their products, whether, or whether it was doing makeup tutorials on Facebook, it was just a really great opportunity for them to promote themselves. And then upstairs, you know, I just felt like it was black excellence. You had from the open bar to the open brunch to the guest speakers. Can you talk a little bit about who was there for the event? Sure. process and help me bring my vision to life. Uh, Senator Kimberly Lightford. Um, we had uh, award-winning Chicago Sun-Times uh, journalist. I never get her name right. I know it's Marlene. I heard you. It's something to that effect. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Marlene. That much I know is correct. Um, we had Dr. Courtney Osborne, and we had uh, Ebony Bledsoe, the owner of Palm by Ari Cosmetics, which is a wonderful brand. I am wearing the lipstick today, and I have not stopped wearing it since I got it. Wow. I wear, um, ironically, the My Shader Red, which I have just made my staple, is Chicago. That is the name of the red that I wear hmm. from Palm by Cosmetic. So definitely check that out. It's P O M A R I, Palm by Ari. Okay. And okay. Yep, yeah, had a great time and it was a well We did. We, we did. It was. And. I'm thinking about what you're saying that, you know, what you were just talking about with, uh, what, what, what's the biz, miss? What's the, sis, what's the biz? Sis, what's the biz? Okay. Sis, what's the biz? Is that similar to, to the, um, love and leadership conference? Uh, no, it's, it's a networking event again for women who are in business just to connect, find opportunities to, to collaborate and work together in addition for those who aspire to go into entrepreneurship and business for themselves, to gain some insight, resources, and value-added information from those who are already doing it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I, you know, I didn't know if I was going to have to dress in my purple and gold again, like last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, no, I'm... Not, it's, it's, I, we don't leave out the 
savage part because we naturally that anyway. Okay. So. Okay. But that I know that that last event just made me feel empowered. You know, that's what made me get home and say, let me get on my website. Let me get on my stuff. Let me. It just it was just an inspiration to me, you know, and I have to ask you, when did you come up with that idea? You know, I know I know it's rooted in love because that event, at least the one I've been to so far, and I want to come back to after I finish, you know, find out when you're going to be hosting the next, you know, the the sis what's the biz one. But the um, the lavish love and leadership conference. It just it lit a fire under me just to see that and to be able to witness it and to just see your growth, you know. So that's why I have to ask, what was the inspiration? What was the motivation behind you you doing that for us, you know, because we are so underrepresented sometimes. And then that is the key word. It was about representation. Uh, again, um, Black Women in Solidarity, or I'll say Be Wise to be short. Be Wise is about uh, representation, advocacy, and giving us a seat at the table and being very present uh, when things are happening. So um, that was the motivation to, to afford women, black women, um, the resource, the connection, a point of contact to say someone who's going to try to combat the issues that are most concerning to them. And uh, I felt like that advocacy wasn't there the way it needed to be, and I feel, felt like maybe this is something I can do. And so that is what I uh, my, aspire to do. Um, and the Lavish Lunch and Love Conference was just a way to uh, just open the door to make a, bring awareness and to celebrate and uplift and empower us all in the same setting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the first floor had vendors, which were the majority women-owned business. There was no distinction between whether or not a vendor could be male, female, or, or anything in between. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> but... Um, it just so happened that most of the women, the most of the vendors were women. So I wanted to take that opportunity, first of all, to capitalize on the space. Again, the Joby Art Center is a massive venue, and I knew we only needed the upper level for the conference and its attendees. And I thought it was a wonderful opportunity to give uh, entrepreneurs opportunity to showcase their wares and gain exposure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was something that we talked about before. That you said, I just want to bring it in now that when you uplift a black woman, come on, help me out, help me out, help me out. Oh, right. So with the black women in solidarity, a lot of times um, we find that there are spaces that black men are well received. There are conversations and resources where black children are not factored in to gain them. And but there are are more likely to be spaces where black women are allowed in and we can benefit and capitalize on some opportunities. And what I feel like is when black women are at the tables and able to capitalize and bring some resources back to the home, i.e. the kids, men, communities. So once you uplift a black woman, you uplift everything around her. Mm. To include the side of the black 
Because at this point, you're elevating minds. You're elevating perceptions and stereotypes. So elevating the black woman is just a powerful tool to have in our arsenal as a community overall. Yeah, it's important. It's so important to have the resources. I was listening to T.I. and this financial advisor. I think her name is Lynn Richards. And they were talking about, you know, uh, having businesses and one thing she said is, and and I could be wrong about the numbers, but I'm I'm darn close. She said that the difference in America, as far as the IRS is concerned, is not if you are black or white, is not if you rich or poor, it is not if you are young or old. It is if you are an employee or you are a business owner. Employees get about six tax breaks. Business owners get about 200. So that was... As far as finances, that was enough of a motivation to me to want to, you know, to do something on my own. And I know with you, you have more than one venture. You know, you you do um, so many events under the umbrella of change. And um, you, you know, but you also have, you know, your gr- brown girl vintage. You know, I see you rocking on Facebook, on Instagram. When we went to lunch the other day, I told you, I'm like, this outfit right here is just the way you put it together. And if I saw, like, one of the pieces by itself, I may say, hmm. But the way you put it together, like, it's just, it's like, I'm yeah, when I get my money right, I'm, I will be shopping with her. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about brown girl vintage. Oh, and let me say this real quick. You're going to be my stylist, too, because I don't know how to put it together like that. But anyway, tell us about it. Brown Girl Vintage is, uh, first and foremost, a personal endeavor. It, it being a business, it's just probably me so having an excess of inventory. But um, I am, I love thrifting. I've been thrifting since I was a child. Uh, I used to uh, argue with my sisters over who's going to be the one to go to the thrift store with our mom because we all wanted to go. Um, So that was a big thing for us to go to the thrift store and um, it just stayed with me. So I thrift. I love it. Um, Prior to really getting comfortable or um, being free to dress and express through vintage people used to always always say to me oh you dress like a school teacher which was perfectly fine to me i love the school teacher aesthetic but i wanted to uh you know push the boundaries a little more and vintage allowed me to be creatively expressive mm. and liberal in, in in who i am because i'm not um mm-hmm. chasing labels or being a brand whore mm-hmm. and it's really about individuality and expression and comfort with who you are and being uh, very present in who you are, regardless of how you dress that up, it's, you're choosing it. Mm-hmm. It's your choice of how you dress it up. And fashion is an extension of expressing who we are. Yeah. So I'm creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was something that I've always been comfortable with, and it allows me to be myself in freedom to set aside fear of judgment and criticism and just do me. You know what? And uh, it's mm-hmm. an opportunity to enjoy it because I yeah. share it. I share a journey. Yeah, yeah. 
And and I can see that too because I've dealt with the same struggle internally. And now I've reached a point where um fear it, it's still there, but it is there and I'm I have the courage to move in spite of it, you know, because I feel passionate about what I'm doing. And I really feel like I can help people. And that's always been me since I was a kid. So this is not a new Tanya. It's just a better way of doing Tanya, you know. But I had to get over that, you know. You know, I've been writing forever, but I was in this space where I was so worried that it wouldn't be good enough. And I still have that good enough element in my head, which is why I go over stuff over and over again until it's right for me. But I still get it out there. I'm not paralyzed anymore. And that, you know, that comes in, you know, from something internal. Um, I just, I have one more question. Do you have any advice for our audience before we uh, get before out of I, here? Before I get to the advice, I'd just like to revisit what you just said as far as your um you've just allowed yourself to be more expressive and free and i just want to say that you are very gifted as a communicator whether uh, verbal or written and that is something that i have always admired about you wow you are really talented and it's genuine it's it's natural it's effortless um, and to know you and and to hear you speak i'm always i never leave not being impressed and glad to know you. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Yes. I love so, you. <laughs> as far as advice, my advice, uh, I have this saying that I posted probably more than a time or two. Uh, I am the vehicle that drives my destiny. Mm. And I say that to say that only I can put the brakes on where I'm trying to get to. Exactly. Even if it means I have to maneuver around a few bends and corners, have a few bumps, I still have the authority and the power to keep driving myself, i.e. that vehicle, to change. And um, that's something we should all just embrace about ourselves, that we are the vehicle that drives our destiny. And uh, another thing would be is something I always tell my kids. Never tell yourself no. Mm. And don't be afraid to hear a no, because there's only one or two things that people can say, and that's yes or no, and neither of them will kill you unless they're saying, can I kill you? Exactly. So never tell yourself no because it's the worst no you will ever hear mm. because it resonates so profoundly because it speaks to your belief in self and your abilities and capabilities that you just never tell yourself no. Even if you hear no a million times from other people, that is a reflection on their loss for not allowing you to be a part of their experience. Mm. You say no to you is your loss of self and appreciation of self and believe in self. Mm. So you never tell yourself no. Mm. Even if you allow someone else to tell you no. Because that no will encourage you more. It will build you, trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll definitely see the reason behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. 
Wow. Wow. I think that is a perfect note to end on. And and I thank you so much for joining us. As I have told you time and again, you are inspiring to me. You just, I don't know. I feel like my heart is, you know, pumping faster. I am really excited and I'm honored that you're here. And I thank you for being here. Okay. Anytime, good. Let me give you your outro. Hmm? Huh? Wait, wait. We're not done yet. <laughs> okay. Let, let me give you your props real quick. Okay. You can follow Larry in on Facebook and IG. On Facebook under Lo- Love's Brown Girl Vintage. Right? Yes, and on IG under Brown Girl Vintage or by visiting her website at bewiser.org. That's B-W-I-S-E-R.org. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions pertaining to the show, you can leave it on my wall Shoot me an, or shoot me an email at service at therighttouchproductions.com. With that, I would like to thank you all for listening. And as always, it is important to remember that every successful business started from someone's vision, dedication, and tenacity. If we lack those things, our dreams will be over the moment we wake up. Good night, everybody. Okay, outro. Outro. Girl, good night.